You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. World or, or cosmos is, is used biblically in, in various ways. Uh, David talked about the world, but he used a synonymous word, earth. He said in Psalm 24, and one, the earth are the world's is the Lord's and is fullness. He was talking about the place. Talking about the world of the earth as that which God created. That which he spoke into existence. And, and we get some of that in the book of Genesis. When, when God created the lights, he created the heavens, he created the water, and so forth. And deem what he did not only good, but he called it very good. But contextually, when Paul talks about the world, he's not talking about a place. He's talking about secular life. That's what he's talking about, secular life. Secular life is a, life, a lifestyle that is in contrast to God and all that pertains to him. And contextually, Paul did not want the saints to be conformed to the world. I said he did not want the saints to be conformed to the world. Did not want them thinking like sinners. Won't we do it sometime? Didn't want them talking like sinners. And don't try to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Remember when you used to cuss folk out? Woo! Remember when you used to talk nasty as a sinner? That nasty talk. <laughs> Woo! Used to love to talk nasty. Used to love to cuss folk out. You were nothing but secular. Do not be conformed to this age or this world. Don't say you're Christian, but you're still living like the low-down dog you used to be. Don't say you're a child of God and you're lying like the devil. 
Jesus in John 8, 44 said the devil was a liar. Yeah, call him. Said he was the originator, the creator of lies. And said about him there is no truth in him. And the character of the enemy represents people in secular life. Look at yourself. You, you would lie just to lie. I said you would lie just to lie. I, I need to go back in your history just for a minute. All right. Is it okay? No, no. I'm, ju I'm just curious. Though. How many of you had got to the point to where you could lie with a straight face? I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. See, see, that's what he didn't want. He did not want them to be conformed to the world. Didn't want them to think, talk, and act like sinners. Now, now get this. He was talking to the church. Because when you come in the church, you come in with your flesh. And see, the flesh is that which is contrary to the spirit. Paul said the, the spirit would be telling you to do one thing. But the flesh will be telling you to do the opposite. And he said it's a war that's going on between the flesh and the spirit. And it's a war to where you have a tugging going on. And you can't look at the flesh and say that the flesh is not a worthy enemy of the spirit. Based upon Paul's teaching. Because he talks about how they, they are back and forth. How, how the flesh is never ending in trying to make a child of God think the wrong way. Talk the wrong way. And act the wrong way. But now we really don't have to go to scripture. Because some of us, if, if we will be honest, we know about the warfare that goes on between the flesh and the spirit. You have had to battle when somebody got on your last nerve. You, 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 you felt in you that, that I need to cuss them out right now. But you didn't cuss them out simply because you were not going to yield to the flesh. You were not going to conform to the world. And don't try to act like you ain't never mm, felt like going off on somebody or felt like picking up a stick, pulling out a knife, or going to your chest to draw and getting your 22. Get this, since you've been saved, have you ever 
never felt like going off since you've been a child of God. I, I, I've had in me, they're going to see the other side of me. They, they, they see the preacher, but they're going to see the other side. They pull that one more time. It was in my younger days now. It was in them younger days. I ain't got too old to fight now. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I don't want you to conform to this, this world. I don't want you to have the demeanor, the behavior, the attitude of the spirit of this age. Don't ever want you to get to the point to where you don't love your brothers and sisters just because they got on your last nerve. See, 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 Jesus came with some stuff that, that's really going to take putting forth an effort <laughs> in order to fulfill it. When, when he dropped on his disciple, look, you got to love your neighbor like you love yourself. And then the question comes, who is your neighbor? And, and, and sometimes neighbors are, are, are folk you wish, literally speaking, you didn't stay by. You be hoping they're going to move because they always got something to say. But Jesus said you got to love them folk. You really don't care about being around like yourself. And if you like me, you love yourself. Ooh, oh God, some of y'all didn't even respond. I better check the house. Ask your neighbor for me, do you love yourself? Shake that rocker you got on top of your neck if you love yourself. Yeah, you love yourself. That's the reason you bathe. That's the reason you brush your teeth. That's the reason you will go to Walmart and get you something to eat. That's the reason you will drive up to Dillard and see what they got on sale. And even if they ain't got the dress you want on sale, you will buy something at regular price. Why? You love yourself. Shout at somebody. He talking about me. I love me some me. You got to love folk who are not always lovable if you're a child of God. And the only way you can't fulfill the scripture of loving folk who are not lovable is because you are still secular. You still have that old man or woman mentality embedded in you. You got to give it up. <laughs> you got to give it up. I, I, I want to show you something real quick. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? All right. Let, let, let's go to Matthew 13. Lord have mercy. We're talking about we can't be conformed to 
the world of this age. We can't be secular in contrast to the will of God. And, and we want to consider some things in reference to the world why a secular life, why we just can't be that way. Matthew 13 and 22. This is what Jesus said about folks who had received uh, seed or who had received the word of God. Notice what he says, Matthew 13 and 22. Now, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who heals the word. That's us. We hear. But then he says, and the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. If you get so overwhelmed by the things of the world, the end result in reference to you is that you will become Unfruitful. Unfruitful. If you get so caught up into the happenings of the world, it will cause you to be unfruitful in reference to the word of God that you get. You get the word, but you don't see fruit from what you're Listening to week in and week out because you're too caught up in the world. I don't know what I'm. Didn't you just hear what the pastor said? Your attention is more on the world than the word. We got to be fruitful. It's a command starting in the book of Genesis. When, when God decreed to the first man and woman, be fruitful. And what? Multiply. Some folks take that as having a whole lot of telling. But no, he was telling them, you got to be productive. In every aspect of your life. Be fruitful. And multiply. Replenish the earth. And subdue it. Don't let the world control you. Don't let the world influence you. You subdue it. You put the cares of the world. Where they belong. Where up under your feet. Be not conformed to this world because if you do, you will live an unfruitful or unproductive life. I got to be prosperous. I, I, got, to, I, I got to have on my resume the wish of God. Third John 2, what did John reveal? Beloved. Church folk, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. I have to be productive, have to be 
prosperous have to be fruitful because that's God's wish let's go further John 14 stay with me John 14 Lord have mercy y'all okay okay John 14 if you're in Matthew just just go just go to John 14 Lord have mercy John 14, and we want to consider just, just one verse in John 14, that 17th verse. Notice what he says to his disciples. The spirit of truth, this is what I want you to get. Whom the world cannot receive. Secular folk can't receive the Holy Spirit. I, I, I need to take a break before I read the rest of it and, and let you understand this right here as well. The world of secular folk cannot receive the Holy Spirit, but if your mind is secular, you're not going to be able to receive the things of God. I can be telling you better is here and better is coming, but if your mind is all messed up with secular stuff you're gonna look at me as if i'm a crazy preacher you're gonna wonder what in the world is is pastor up there talking about simply because your mind is that of the world to the point to where you can't receive the things of the spirit can i break it down if you can't receive the things of the spirit, there's no way you can get on a path of truth which leads to you being free. Because the truth is that which makes us free. And according to the God that gives us truth, it is God's spirit. John 16 and 13 says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to guide you, not just in some truth, but into all truth. But if your mind is secular, no matter what the spirit of God says, directly or indirectly, you're not going to be able to receive it because your mind is all jacked up. Look at John 14 and 17 again. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Get this. Because it neither sees him. And he's not talking about literal. Literal because you can't see the spirit. He's talking about discerning. Recognizing him. Based upon the word of God. Whether it's written or revealed. You can't see him. You can't perceive him. You can't discern him. Why? Because you're worldly. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you. And will be in you. And sadly. When you have the Holy Spirit. But, but you're not doing what you should be doing as a child of God. You still won't discern it. Why? You're doing what Paul told the church not to do. You're quenching the spirit. Not allowing him to do what he was sent to do. How many are understanding? Do not be conformed to this world. And then he drops 
something else on them in Romans 12 and 2. Be transformed. I don't want you to be conformed to this. I want you to be, to be transformed. You can never think you don't need a makeover. See, some folk think they're already there. You need to look in that mirror one more time. And recognize that the, the Bible says, He that thinks he stands, let him take heed. Lest he fall. He told the brethren. That's who he was talking to. It started in... It started in verse 1 of Romans 12. He was talking to the church. Be you transformed. The Greek word. Metaphorus. Which in simple terms means be changed completely for the better. Theologically, be changed completely according to God's written and revealed word. Be changed completely. But some folks don't think they need to be changed. Matter of fact, it, it's sad when when the Holy Spirit is telling you to be changed, but, but you leave after hearing it, and you don't work on yourself. Because what he prescribes in the scripture is not just something you can, you can do in a minute. He says, be ye transformed or changed for the better. In totality, get this, by the renewing of your mind. You got to be changed for the better, but it's going to take you renewing your, your mind. I'm going to deal with that mind thing, but, 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 but understand this, you got to be changed for the better, and it's going to require your mind to be in the right place. Say to your neighbor, if you're going to change for the better, your mind got to be in the right place. And, and, and notice the scripture. The right place for your mind to be is in God's will. Let me show you something. Go with me to uh, Psalm 55. And I need you to really consider this verse. Uh, Look at it closely as I deal with it. I want you to see what it says, but I especially want you to recognize uh, the implication. Psalm 55. I'm, I'm specifically concerned with the latter part. Ready? Psalm 55 and 19. God will hear and afflict them. 
even he who abides from of old. And Selah, all Paul's. But then, this is what I want you to get. Because they do not, help me. They do not what? But look, look at the conclusion of why they won't change. Therefore, they do not. The implication, which is, which is really not an implication if you really understand the verse. They don't fear God. Oh, the reason he can hear the word but still keep doing what he's doing. He don't respect God. She done been told what she need to do to straighten out her situation. But to read her situation ain't changing. It's because she don't feel God. This boy done been told time and time again how he can get out of poverty, but he don't want to get out of poverty because he don't respect what God's word has told him what to do. Therefore, he does not respect God. had this person tell me uh, I don't pray all the time but I do love God I know you don't I said you're lying I said now that ain't my opinion I said I'm going to tell you why you're lying I said the Bible says if you love him you're going to do what he say I said you don't love God and one of the sad things is certain gospel songs you hear because they, they certain songs allude to as long as as, as you just acknowledge God, that's a sign that you love him, but that's not true. Jesus flat-footed told his disciples, if y'all love me, you're going to keep my commandment. And then he turned around and told them, I got a new commandment about love I want to talk to y'all about. You know, folk going to know y'all love each other for one reason. What is that, Lord? Because y'all love each other. But see, Paul, who clearly understood God's word, clearly understood the Psalms, he knew that some of the brethren he was talking to we're not going to change because they didn't have the fear of God in them. You got to respect God. I, I love David because David could mess up, but, but he would show God that he feared him by asking him for forgiveness and then repenting. <laughs> He would turn from whatever wrong he was doing to let God know, you know I love you. And since you done told me that I need to stop this, hey, here I am. 
And sometimes it, it would be a process for him to get out of what he was in, but, but he would make up in his mind the moment God told him something that he was going to come out of that particular predicament. And we have to have the same mindset as David, biblically speaking, because God deemed David a man after his own heart. A man that would mess up but didn't have no problem getting it right. And look at your neighbor and say, if you live long enough, you're going to mess up more than 17 times. And that's just my little 17 I'm throwing in there. I'm just trying to get you to understand you're going to mess up. But you got to be willing when you do. To turn and make a change for the better. You got to be willing to make a change for the better. But in order for that to happen, you got to feel God. I actually told God one time, God, I, I'm, I'm literally scared of you. I don't, I, I don't, want, I, I don't want you to ever, I don't ever want to get on your bad side. Because I, I know, I recognize your power. You wipe out nations. So I know it ain't going to be nothing for you to mess me up. And Lord, I don't want to treat your children wrong because I seen what you did to, to Miriam when she got to just talking about Moses. He didn't just drop leprosy on her. He dropped leprosy on her to the point to where she was completely deformed and had days before she would die. And God said the only way she going to come out of that Moses is if she get it right and you pray for her. If she don't get it right and you don't pray for her, she going to die. You going to put her outside the camp and, and, and in some days she going to die. And I was just like, good God, I, I don't want you. I, I want to always be on your side. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to get on God's bad side. I wouldn't dare let it come out of my It don't really take all that to be saved. I ain't going to let that come out of my mouth. He done said what it take to be saved. And then you think I'm going to utter something different. You know I love every one of y'all. But you think I'm going to come out here and just tell you something. Just be telling you something. Something that's going to tickle your fancy as the old folk. You say I ain't coming out here for that. You know what? I fear him. And I'm, and I'm talking reverence as well as literally. I plead for forgiveness every day. I tell him, Lord, I need your help. I tell him I need his help before I start praying for you. <laughs> I pray for the church and the connection every day. But, but before I get to y'all, hey, Lord. Yesterday, I messed up. 
Can you forgive me? So I can go ahead and stand in the gap for these. <laughs> you hear me? But if you don't feel God, you will skip prayer. If you don't feel God, you won't pick it up until you get to the church. If you don't feel God, you, you can hear a teaching on time and, and, and know you work and need to time, but you'll walk right on by the offering, the offering thing and, and just say, well, I just, you don't feel God. When you don't feel God, you will not change. Be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Your mind. Woo, your noose. That's what, that's what the Greek word is for mind. You're, you got to be transformed by the renewing of your, your noose. <laughs> of your mind. That place that stores memories. That place that generates thoughts, feelings. Yeah, you create thoughts, you create feelings, that, 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 that place that thinks about the right things. Ooh, one minute and then it shifts and starts to think about the wrong things. That, that place to where you can actually be at Wendy's eating your single, your single hamburger with, with cheese, tomato, lettuce, and a pickle. And all of a sudden, while, while you're eating, you, you, you will see somebody walk in. And all of a sudden, your mind will start thinking about that, that person. The mind is just something. Say to your neighbor, this mind is just something else. It'll bring things to you that you really don't want to think about. And then it, it'll bring some things to you. You shouldn't be entertaining, but you'll sit there and you'll entertain what you shouldn't entertain simply because that's all the process of this, this thing we call the mind. That's the reason biblically, when you, when you look at the mind, uh, the, the noose, it often talks about the memory, but then you have to bring in heart or the cardio because often the mind and the heart are inseparable or they are the same even in scripture. Because when it comes to my mind and my heart, they are synonymous when it comes to choices. I said they are synonymous when it comes to choices. And here in the text, Paul is letting them know the power of the mind from a human standpoint. He's letting them know you have the capacity to cause your mind to be completely changed for the better. He does not tell them to pray and ask God to change their mind. He says to them as people, humans, brethren, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Pastor, I'm not able to think the way I need to. Why? God done gave you that capacity. You just don't like the fight that it takes. Sometimes it's a fight 
to get your mind focused on the right things. You just quit too quick. Woo! Tell somebody you got to stop quitting too quick when it comes to your mind. Yeah, you have the capacity to think the right thing, but, but you got to understand because the flesh and the spirit both bring things to your mind. Sometimes it's a fight to be single in your mentality. You got to keep fighting even when, even when that what I call the other mind is trying to tell you not to focus on what God told you to focus on. Or not to think the way God told you to think. You got to fight until you get yourself lined up with what God told you to do. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have to allow the primary when it comes to my mind to be the will of God. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will I got to change my mind because often I'm out of the will of God. I got to get my mind back together. I can't even get along with my natural siblings and, and want folk to think that I'm sick. I got to change my mind. I look at my circumstance to the point to where I, I rob God. I won't even give him his money. And he been better to me than anybody been better to me. I got to get my thieving self together. I got to get my mind right. Oh, you don't talk to yourself sometimes. David talked to himself and basically told himself, self, you got to get yourself together. Everybody should have that conversation every now and then. And I know some of us want folk to think that, that, that we are 100% God all the time. I'm busting your bubble right now. You and your cousin know you ain't 100% God all the time. My pen is in your bubble right now. And all that pride, all that dumb stuff is running out right now. Because all have and do sin. But there are those of us that strive not to sin. But don't ever try to project that you're absolutely flawless. Let folk know that look, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fight trying to live for God, but it's worth it. Because some folk won't get saved because they think everybody in the church is perfect because that's the portrait that some people paint. But if the truth be told, we go through the same trials and tribulations as sinners. We just are made up in our mind that we're going to be in the safest place. And we know the safest place to be and the best place to be is in the will of God. 
but you can't be in the will of God the way you need to be in the will of God if your mind is not in the right place. Shout at somebody, you got to renew your mind. You got to get your mind together, brother. You got to get your mind together. You got to start thinking like a man instead of a childish boy. You got to start thinking like a sanctified woman instead of a rank. You got to get... Say to your neighbor, you got to get your mind together. So when situations come up, you can get yourself in the will of God and, and, and tell the rest to get behind you like the over. Get thee behind me, say, you are an offset to the things of God. Point it to folks and work on your mind. transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove God has a proven will his will works I said his will works I know he can save you I, I am a product of his salvation his will works I know he'll bless you financially I am a Ain't no need in me giving my testimony by myself. Look at somebody and tell them, I know his will works. Tell them why you know his will works. Well, based upon your situation, you would still be the low down person you used to be if it wasn't for his will. You would still be that person that cursed every other word if it wasn't for his will. You would still be trying to do this, that, and the other behind somebody's back if you wasn't in his will. You still be gambling. You still be shacking. You still be doing this, that, and the other if it had not been for the will of God. Tell somebody if it wasn't for his will. I'd still be jacked up if it wasn't for his will. I'd still be doing stuff I ain't got no business doing. But because of his will, I'm in the place that I need to be. Because of his will, I am in the place I need to be. You better help me tell somebody because of his will. I am in the place that I need to be. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may. What is? As I close it, you got to understand this. His will is sure, it's true. But he wants his children. To know with certainty that his will is bona fide. That you may prove, get this, be mindful, be aware, be certain. Paul wanted the saints 
the brethren to be so certain about God's will. One will. One word. That's written and revealed. To where Paul does something that God has ordained for pastors to do. Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, God will give you shepherds that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I'm going to give y'all his will. It ain't but one will, but I'm going to break his will in parts so you can have understanding and knowledge so you can be completely clear about his his wish and so he breaks the will of God into three parts that you may prove know be mindful or certain of the good letting them know that it is God's will for you to be benefited good equates benefited blessed is his will for you to be blessed see see some folk wonder if god want them to have certain things god don't want you to look at his his bible and and wonder if he wants you to be healed he wants you to know that he wants you healed God don't want you to look at, at, at the scripture and wonder if he wants you to have money. Don't you know the scripture tells us that money is a good thing. It answers, it answers problems. It answers all things that you go through on this earth to a degree. That's the reason he set it up. It is, it is only the love of money that is a root or a source of all evil. You're holding on. You can love money and not have a dime in your pocket. I say you can love money and not have a penny, a dime, a nickel, a quarter in your pocket. But then he said, and the acceptable. The acceptable will of God is his will that causes him to have pleasure. There are certain things that you can do as a child of God that will give God pleasure. Such as when you begin to hallelujah his name. Such as when you begin to yield yourselves completely unto his Unto his word, unto his will, that causes him to be pleased. And the Bible says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. If you praise me, even though you're hurting in your body, I'll give you a healing. If you bring a seed uh, as a sweet-smelling offering to the altar and place it thereon I will cause wonders to open up for you pour you out a blessing you won't have room enough to receive it. the acceptable will of God 
But then he talks about the perfect will of God or the complete or absolute thing a person needs to do in reference to God's will. When you yield yourself wholly or completely to God, God himself will cause things to happen in your life as Paul described. Paul said he will do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think. When a man ways pleases the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. When you're yielding yourself completely or wholly to God, it is at that moment that God releases the blessing. It is at that moment that God causes his promise to come forth in your life. And so he broke down for them, again, the will of God, but in three parts. Good, acceptable, and perfect. But it took a mind to be completely changed in order for a person to experience the proven will of God. And I'm done.